Hello, welcome to the Burkworthy Reviews podcast. My name is Jonathan Burkhead, and I'm doing another episode of Burkworthy Rankings, where I rank the songs off an album uh, from worst to best. Today, I'm doing Depeche Mode's Music for the Masses, released back in 1987. And while Depeche Mode had great singles before this album, this was their first great full album. Um, it also officially made them international rock gods, and I would have to say that theatrical, dramatic, melancholy, sexy, and sometimes fucking scary are a few ways to describe this album. Uh, Martin Gore's songwriting and Dave Gahn's bonerific vocals, seriously, he has the sexiest voice in the world, are a match made in heaven. And I'm also happy to say that this album was released the same year I was born, so I do pride myself just a little bit with that. All right, so let's just get right into the rankings. Number 10. Number 10. Uh, number 10, I chose to have and to hold, and I do find this is the most underwhelming song on the record. Um, it does have some cool pulsating drum beats that are a little intriguing, but it really comes off as way too ambitious, and the weird sounds really downplay Dave Gon's vocals, and that's just not cool. All right, moving on to number nine. Number nine. Uh, number nine, I chose Sacred, and I do find that the crystalline hooks are fairly captivating, and Dave Gon's vocals... Uh, actually are the problem on the song. That's really weird for me to say. And it's just not a very memorable song because of them. And I think that it actually would have served as a better instrumental track. And that's just really strange that I'm actually downplaying Dave Gon's vocals like that, but it just is what it is. All right, moving on to number eight. Number eight. Number eight, I chose Pimp. And uh, this is a very distinctive track. It has the most whimsical piano, piano sounds on the album. And the church-like vocals that Dave Gone has give this weird clash of new age and religious chants or something like that. So it's almost like it's an Enigma and Benedictine monk, monk's uh, sandwich. It really sounds like that. All right, moving on to number seven. Number seven. Uh, number seven, I chose I Want You Now. And uh, while uh, most of the sexiness on the album comes from Dave Gon's vocals, uh, this one is just a little bit different how it approaches it. And uh, it's actually because the, pouting, the, the panting sounds um, sound like a man in an iron lung snorting cocaine. And, uh, but it actually doesn't ruin the song. It actually does, it still remains hot. So I think that's kind of strange how those panting sounds don't ruin it. And uh, while it's kind of reminiscent of Dennis Hopper and Blue Velvet, the suffocating sexual urgency is actually quite enrapturing on this. I will say that. All right, moving on to number six. Number six. Uh, number six, I chose Nothing. And uh, this song is just kind of like, you know, has like a too cool for school kind of intro. It kind of sounds like a bunch of groovy people walking side by side. And it's a little strange because um, this song seems to indicate kind of a worthless world. It kind of has this a very apathetic kind of tone to it. And I think it's kind of weird how it mixes with that aforementioned too cool for school intro. Uh, but really, that intro is actually really what makes the st song stand out. So without the intro, it probably wouldn't be that great. All right, moving on to number five. Number five. Uh, number five, I chose Little 15. And this is like uh, seemingly about a teenage naivete or something like that. And um, it's definitely one of the best non-singles uh, from the album. And the intro uh, kind of sounds like an awakening. And then it becomes increasingly darker from there. And it's uh, a perfect song, you know, about for, you know, a teenage girl coming into a bittersweet reality. That's adulthood who, or something to that degree. That, that's just what I interpret from the lyrics. And the ending is is just a, a little bit interesting though because it kind of sound has this like a uh, looney tunes ish kind of sound effect so it's kind of like 
Your childhood is over. That's all, folks. Like, seriously, that's kind of what it reminds me of. It's a little strange. All right, moving on to number four. Number four. Uh, number four, I chose Behind the Wheel, and this is definitely the most subtle of all the album's singles. And uh, this one definitely also has the ability to collect dust over time, so, you know, it just you, the more more you listen to it, the more you're going to like it. And um, it definitely, you know, uncovers, you know, just this, and with those multiple listings, it definitely uncovers uh, the song's complexity. It has this ticking sound that progresses throughout the song, and it gradually turns into a whirling dance track. So it's almost like it's just some kind of a light acid trip. That's the best way I can describe this song. All right, moving on to number three. Number three. Uh, number three, I chose The Things You Said. And uh, with all the riveting songs on the album, you'd think that a stripped down song would be the one that would be the most forgettable, but it's definitely not in this case. This song is beautiful. And, you know, the very quiet but versatile vocals by Dave Gaughan are just beyond moving. And you really do feel his pain that he's feeling from his gossipy lover. It's just, you know, you really do feel that, you know, heartbreak in his voice. And that's what I really love about this song. All right, moving on to the runner-up position, number two. Number two, uh, number two, I chose Strange Love. And choosing the best song in this album was very difficult because this dance classic is excellent. Um, the insect sounds, like, in the beginning kind of seem like, kind of make it sound like there's this plague of awesomeness that's underway. And the clashing beats and somewhat holy sounds make this the greatest uh, unintentionally uh, an intentional churchy dance song ever made. And um, I also think it's very mysterious when you hear strange love, strange love and strange love. It's just it, the way it echoes. is just awesome. And um, the only thing is it does have kind of an incomplete ending, but it really doesn't, it's really not a detriment to the song at all. It's actually kind of intriguing. So I think it's actually one of the best incomplete endings you can have on a song, but Let's go on and move on to the number one spot, and I'm pretty sure you all know which one it is. All right, number one. Number one, I chose Never Let Me Down Again. Um, this opening track definitely sets the bar sky high for the album. And it just has this creepy, sneaky introduction that immediately erupts into a powerful song. And uh, the uh, song's content, the drug uh, codependency theme on the song, really makes the lyric, I'm taking a ride with my best friend. Uh, very haunting and emotional. And the song sounds like a ticking time bomb when you're listening to it. It, just very alarming and the climax is really impressive when Dave Gaughan's uh, vocals sound as if he's literally struggling to stay up that's like when he's singing never let me down never let me down and uh, then the background vocals just kind of actually seem to revive him and it just uh, may signal the end of the drug abuse that's you know the content of the song who knows that that maybe you know he was struggling and now um, he's able to you know get away from his addiction I, I, I'm, not, I'm not certain that's true but that's how I perceive the song and uh, just with all that I just I just really fucking love this haunting classic it's just such a brilliant song all right so that was Depeche Mode's uh, music for the masses released back in 1987. Uh, this was definitely the ones that really put them on the map and really made them the uh, huge band that they are today. And I also just think that it's just a very complex album. It's very dark. 
and it's surprisingly danceable, and uh, it's definitely the one that will remain the most timeless out of all their records. And that's saying a lot, because they've made some really good albums. All right, so uh, this has been the uh, Burkworthy Reviews podcast. Uh, my name is Jonathan Burkhead, and uh, this has been an episode of Burkworthy Rankings. And I would really appreciate if you guys follow me on Instagram. It's Burkworthy underscore uh, uh, reviews. And uh, definitely you can uh, check out some awesome content on there, including some countdowns, some reviews, and also I can give you updates on some future uh, uh, shows that I'm going to do. So I would really appreciate if you follow that. And uh, thank you very much for listening to the Burkworthy Reviews podcast. And I will definitely see you again for another episode.